This is Science Friday. I'm Ira Flato. For the last few years, I have been trying to turn my house into a smart home where smart devices anticipate my needs. For example, when I walk into a room, the lights go on. When I go to bed, I tell my smart speaker good night and it turns off all the lights in the house. And at sunset, my smart switches know how to turn on the outdoor lights and turn them off at sunrise. It has been an exciting journey, but also a very frustrating one. Here's the rub. Each of these smart devices has its own master. Some of them obey commands from Google, some from Siri, some from Alexa. And unless you're a super geek who can MacGyver them together, you may wind up with a whole bunch of motion sensors, switches, and lights that cannot talk to one another. You wind up having to remember which sensor is doing what, which is where I am at now. But there's hope. A new development that may help bridge this digital divide called Matter. Unrolled officially earlier this year, Matter enables your devices to talk to each other securely and quickly. Jennifer Patterson Tui is a reporter covering smart homes and the Internet of Things for The Verge, and she has been writing about the rise of Matter, plus what's still left to do before we can live the dream. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you, Ira. I'm very pleased to be here. Very excited to hear about your smart home journey as well. (laughs) Well, You know, let's talk about better. Why was it so hard to develop this in the first place? I mean, couldn't we have had this from the very beginning? (laughs) Yes. The biggest issue was competing companies. Everyone was trying to kind of make their mark in the Internet of Things gold rush. It was going to be this amazing new platform. There was tons of money. Everyone was going to buy smart devices. So everyone was rushing to be the first and the best. Then we kind of hit this wall where not everyone was doing what you did and going out and buying smart home devices and making them work in their home because it was too complicated. You couldn't always find the right device that worked with your phone or with the smart speaker you'd chosen. And finally, the, all the companies started to realize we, we need to do something about it. So they literally got together around a dinner table and were like, okay, we need to reset the smart home and we need everything to talk to each other because it's it's just not working otherwise. And so Apple, Amazon, Google, Samsung, and a whole host of companies got together with an organization called the Connectivity Standard Alliance and came up with Matter, which is basically a new language for your smart home devices. So hopefully going forward, it'll be a lot easier to get the smart home set up for everyday consumers, not MacGyvering or needing to, uh, you know, pull in their techie neighbor to help them get their doorbell set up. (laughs) Absolutely. Does that mean I'm going to have to go out and buy a whole new set of devices that work with Matter? Hopefully not. The plan from the beginning was that many devices could be brought into Matter. Matter works over different protocols that already exist in the smart home. So Wi-Fi, which is ubiquitous. Most most people have Wi-Fi today. Ethernet and Thread, which is a newer protocol, but is something that many devices are able to be either upgraded to or bridged to, which unfortunately would mean you'd have to maybe buy a bridge and then all your smart bulbs will work in matter. But there probably will be instances where you're going to need to go out and buy something new, which is going to be a bit frustrating. Let's talk more about this, this thing you called Thread. What is Thread? And why do people see this as so crucial to smart devices moving forward? Thread is relatively new, but it's almost a decade old. So it's been around for a while. So there's already thread devices out there. It is 
the first protocol that has been designed specifically for the smart home. Most other protocols that you use, Bluetooth, Zigbee, Z-Wave, Wi-Fi, they have other use cases as well. They weren't really designed just for the smart home. Thread itself is specifically for low-powered, low-bandwidth devices like bulbs, motion sensors, small things that don't need a lot of power, but that do need to be able to communicate quickly. It's a mesh network. So the more thread devices you have in your home, the more the connectivity will extend. And this has been one of the frustrations in the smart home is that, you know, if you don't have strong Wi-Fi signal throughout your home, then maybe that doorbell camera you bought isn't going to connect properly and you're not going to be able to see a good um, feed. So one of the problems they're trying to solve with Matter is that kind of reliability. And Thread is built in with reliability. That's kind of its main sort of focus. Isn't there also a security advantage of Matter in, in that devices, when they talk to one another, they, they don't need to send their conversations out into the world, out into the internet. They stay in the house. Correct. That's one of the key focuses of Matter, again, is it's a local protocol. It does have the ability to communicate to the cloud so that you can use things like voice assistance or your streaming music services and also get updates, which is key for security. But because it's local, you don't have so much of a, what's called an attack vector. <laughs> so there's less likely people going to turn your thermostat into a DDoS attack and, and bring down your local network. Or, you know, there, there have been some awful horror stories about Internet of Things devices causing all sorts of problems. So Matter was sort of designed to have a very unified basic security principles for all devices that are on your network. So every device has to prove that they are what they say they are. <laughs> However, devices aren't out in the wild, so we haven't been able to, and security researchers haven't been able to kind of prove this concept yet. So we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. But that is definitely the promise is that this will be you know, if a device has the Matter logo on, which is how you'll know whether it's Matter enabled when you go and buy your smart devices, then it also comes with this basic set of unified security principles that will mean you shouldn't have to worry about your thermostat or your fridge going rogue. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of what people are worried about, you know, I realize there may be a lot of people out there listening who don't know why they should be investing in this technology. I mean, why bother making it a little easier for a smart speaker to turn on your lights when it's easy enough to flip a switch, right? <laughs> it's true. It's a lifestyle choice to some extent at this point. Um, it is a lot of fun, though. I mean, personally, my household runs, everything is automated, and there's a lot of convenience. But just some basic things that I think most people would kind of relate to. For example, you know, I have like a good night scene, so I can just press a button or say good night to my smart assistant, and my thermostat will turn down, my door locks will lock themselves, my lights will shut off, uh, my security system will arm itself, and if I have, you know, window shades that are open, the shades will close. Um, and then the reverse can happen in the morning. I can wake up, use a motion sensor by my bed. The lights will turn on at a nice light that's not going to blind me. And my thermostat will adjust. My radio will start playing my local South Carolina public radio station. And then I will walk into the kitchen. The lights will turn on. My coffee maker will start running. And I've just saved myself, you know, five minutes of my busy morning. Um, there's also a lot of benefit sort of in the long term. And this is something that matters really going to help with, I think. So up to this point devices haven't communicated with each other. So it's been hard to sort of really get 
the benefit of the sort of energy management side of the smart home, which, you know, that was kind of the original promise when the Nest thermostat came out. Everyone was so excited, you know, this is going to transform energy use in our homes and we're going to be able to save money and save energy and help the smart grid. But that hasn't really materialized. And the next sort of key part of matter as it moves forward is energy management and being able to get every device that uses electricity in your home kind of talking to each other so you can really see how your home consumes energy and hopefully maybe adjust and be able to save energy. And then in the long run, there's potential as we go forward to use that energy management to sort of look at how homes can work as part of a dispersed power grid, you know, the demand side response, helping, you know, counterbalance when there's too much demand on the grid. Um, homes that have EVs or energy storage can, you know, actually act as small little power plants for the grid. Those kind of those kind of things could be, you know, transformational in the long run. And, you know, it's not just about, oh, it's convenient to turn my light on. It's actually about helping um, us manage our resources better. Okay. So th those sound like great things to look for in the future. When are we going to get there? What, what's, it going to, what's it going to take? What does matter still need to, to take off in this way? The key is getting people to use the devices and, you know, put smart lights, smart plugs, connected appliances, connected HVAC systems in their homes. And right now, there's been a lot of resistance to those things for, for a number of reasons, price, security, privacy, simplicity. <laughs> that, again, is what Matter is trying to solve. Whether it's going to do it or not, with, you know, the jury's still out. But I think the key part here is that Matter will make it easier to buy a device. So when you, right now, when you think about buying a new light bulb, most people don't think I'm going to buy a smart light bulb. When you think about buying a new fridge or a new washing machine, most people don't think I'm going to buy a smart one. Um, and if they do, and then they get it home and connect it, they can't make it work. And it's frustrating. This is the kind of core principle of matter. You buy one of these devices, you bring it home, it will work with any of your smart assistants, it will work with whatever smartphone you have. You don't need to pick one that works with Amazon's assistant, one that works with Google's assistant, or one that works with Apple's. You buy one device, plug it into your home, and it's just going to work. Mm. So once we get there, then I can see that we could start to build some of these experiences and some of these sort of beneficial um, energy management, those kind of solutions we can build on top so much more easily than, than we can today. Because today the smart home is full of silos and it's full of areas where there's so much promise, but we can't actually enact that. We can't, we can't find that data and bring it together to be useful, even just ourselves in our own smart home, let alone trying to do something on a larger scale. Well, I can't wait to do that. I can't wait for the future because I have to say goodbye and go home and uh, adjust my power system here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Ira. It's been a pleasure chatting. Jennifer Patterson-Tui, a reporter covering smart homes and the Internet of Things for The Verge.